You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's Tuesday. And before Chris Meany goes and uh, is a good friend in a wedding and does all of those groomsmen kind of things, he's gracious enough to do one more show before he gets on a plane and flies out. By the way, where's the wedding, Meany? Where, where is it? It's in Calgary. Well, it's actually just... You know, mm-hmm. south of Calgary. It's in Medicine Hat for anyone who is uh, listening out that way. It's like, hey, no Medicine one's listening Hat. out that way. <laughs> Nobody's listening out that way. No Come on. Yeah, I, I know it's in I Calgary. I like to see Canada. other parts of Canada. I've only been to, believe it or not, I've only been to Montreal, and that's twice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, Montreal's a really good time. It's like our Vegas. It's, uh, it's, a, party t- <laughs> it's a party city, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, Calgary's great. I, if you've ever been, they got the mountains there. Banff's, Banff's not far away. You know, Ski Hills is gorgeous views, gorgeous sights. So, Calgary's great. And anything real west. I hear so, Vancouver's Calgary, lovely. Yes, too. that's where I was going to go next. Vancouver is real beautiful, like the island, and then, you know, not far from Seattle, which is a nice area as well. Well, I want to, you know, I just got back from vacation, but man, I, I feel like I want to take another one. But anyway, so congratulations <laughs> standing up in the wedding. That's great. But don't you worry, kids, because we're still going to be here. Uh, we're going to have some guests on the show on Wednesday, Friday, and on the weekend show to help us through and help you win some money because we never leave you high and dry here on the Line Star app. Never ever. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure you download the Line Star app and you upgrade to the premium product and uh, utilize the optimizer and all the great tools here on Line Star. And look, you know, let's do a quick run through of yesterday. We're recording early, so Chris can go. So we're kind of missing out on some of the night games. So, uh, you know, we'll hold ourselves to task on night stuff, uh, you know, on the Wednesday show. We are always good about that. Uh, so far, I have to say, it's another one of these punches in the face, Chris. You know, we were back on track on Sunday after Friday getting punched in the mouth. Saturday was good. Sunday was good. And here we go. Garrett Cole giving up four runs to the Royals. And uh, Martin Perez, who we, you know, you pushed. You pushed harder than I did for Martin Perez. The guy, I guess, is legit now. I guess we got to just finally give him props. He's legit. And more importantly, you think the Jays are the opposite I- of legit. Yeah, I really do. I mean, Vlad will will pick it up. That's a that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, the Jays. I mean, they're striking out twenty seven percent of the time. Is near the top in baseball. It was the second most heading into last night's start. And yeah, I mean, Martin Perez, seven innings, two hits allowed, nine K. Like, yeah, good on him, and we'll give him some credit, and he deserves it. But I think this is a has a little bit to do with the Jays. Earlier on in the year, I believe like four of their first six games, pitchers had opposing pitchers had taken no hitters into the sixth inning against them, and Perez now that's two solid starts against the Jays. It's one great outing before that against the Astros where he had eight innings, four hits, nowhere in runs and seven K. So maybe somebody to start thinking about. We joked earlier, the, you know, he has, he had, he seemed to have a chip on his shoulder. He was motivated. He seemed disrespected that he wasn't in the opening day rotation, but well, nonetheless, he's earned he, that disrespect in all fairness to Mr. Perez, <laughs> yes. no offense. It's been a good long, many, many years of earning that kind of respect. So, you know, it's, it, it was well deserved. It was well deserved. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, Martin. But look, I'm I'm glad because this is going to be. I mean, what was he last night? He was like in the uh, in the six point eight range or something like yeah. that. That is a huge. Yeah. And speaking of cheap pitchers too, 
Okay. So, so with Boston, we talked about Smith. I know some shows in some places were all in on it all. We were very careful with Smith, with Boston. We said, look, it's the Orioles. If you want to throw a, a tournament lineup out there with Smith, it's fun because you could basically buy everybody you want. <laughs> and, and I did. I threw like a dollar tournament thing just for fun, just for S's and G's. And, of course, he gave up four <laughs> runs in three innings, and he was out of the game. So, and that's why you can't always go all in on that kind of stuff. That's why it's a little scary, and that's why we try to steer you back. Yeah. We're steering you back, and uh, unfortunately, so for every Martin Perez that we have that works, we have a Felix Hernandez <laughs> that gets uh, bombed all over the place, which is complete, completely brutal. Uh, another one of those guys, too. But we were good with Hamels. That's all that matters. We continue to, you know, just troll those Marlins as much as we possibly can. So uh, that's – that's what we want to do. We want to troll the Marlins because, well, they're the Marlins. So yeah, and yeah. and you know, also we were talking about Blake Snell as well. Like, I mean, he got pounded in back-to-back starts against the Royals, and I and I I thought you know maybe the ownership would be pretty high on Diamondbacks, and you know, flirting around in some tournament lineups. I'm seeing some ownerships high, you know, on Diamondbacks because they had that big series in Colorado where Blake Snell was just phenomenal. Yeah, Monday night. I mean, he had a, a perfect game going. He went six scoreless, one hit, had nine K. So that was incredible encouraging to see him go and, and the Rays just continue to be I think in you know an underrated offense and an underrated team they just they just find success Joe whether yeah. through the years they just find cheap talent and and they're just having a, a very a really strong season I mean I'll tell you what if they could only get people to come out over they had a decent ballpark to play in yeah you know they they know what they're doing as an organization they just you know, because of the small market and because of all the other issues they have, a terrible place to go to a ball game, and it's Florida, and we all know, you know, the fans are in and out there in terms of baseball stuff. So, I mean, if they ever went to a venue with a great ballpark in a good city that really cared, it would be yeah. really exciting to, to have them. And it's a shame because you're right. As an organization, they do continue to do it right. They've got some more arms coming in the pipeline. I know Honeywell had a little setback this past week, but hopefully if he can come back at some point this year and pitch too, that's another arm to add to Glasnow and Snell. And all of a sudden, I mean, that rotation could be scary in a year. Yeah, uh, it really right. could. So let's you know, one thing that's actually going our way, Joe, before we get into today is, I mean, the game's not over yet. Obviously, you're recording a little early. But the Cardinals, I mean, where, where were the bats the first couple innings? But, you know, since we started recording, maybe, you know, some, some blocks. They're listening. Here. They heard us. They got they a three. The two-run shot, Matt Carpenter, who the line star app loved as a value. He had a, he had a home run here tonight as well off Alaska. So it well, made, and that well, was our stack, right? We, yeah. had the, we had Carpenter, Goldie, and uh, DeYoung. That's where we were trying to get some uh, Cardinals. So hopefully they'll keep hitting as we keep recording. Yes. That's let's right. just keep talking and maybe they'll just keep hitting. <laughs> All right, let's get That's over cool. and start at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time. We got Lucas Giolito and the White Sox taking on Jeffrey Rodriguez and the Cleveland Indians in this one. Now, Giolito was actually pretty good in his last outing. Fortunately, just five innings because, well, it's Giolito. But he did have the seven strikeouts, so that's an intriguing one here. Uh, look, you know, I don't think there's much to get excited about with either of these two pitchers, obviously. But I think Giolito is one of these guys I'm going to keep my eye on. I don't think this is the right one to take a stab at it yet, but if he has another good outing, he's going to start to creep into the consciousness for me. But I think it's just a little too soon right now still. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, one thing, another thing you were dead on yesterday as well is, is this Cleveland lineup. It's not good, man. No. They just played Avon Nova and got one run. Nope. And it's just, that's not good enough because everybody is destroying Nova. He's a huge well, I mean, guy. Okay, here you go. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe this is yeah, the one to take a stab this at. Is. Is this me? Maybe, I'm too, maybe you're talking me into my own, uh, my own thing here. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're not good. Giolito was good. It's 7.7. That's what he is uh, on the, fan, on the uh, DraftKings side. On FanDuel, I have to go check. It's 7.5. So it's basically the same there. So it was yeah. a secondary pitcher. 
the problem is it's at six o'clock slate, so you got to find a way to work. Yeah. It, and that's that's yeah. it. Might not be the spot, but just keep going. Keep an eye going keep forward. Is these uh, these Cleveland Indians are, are not good right now, and the team implied total is five. That that's pretty high for a team that you know couldn't really get on base. And the wind's blowing in tomorrow too. Twelve miles an hour in. Not so good. That's at also all. something to keep in mind too. All right, let's go with uh, Marco Gonzalez and Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka at nine point six. Gonzalez at eight point nine. I like to knock in this one. I got to say, I, I do. I, I think, you know, you're looking for safe pitchers, good return on investment. Why not Tanaka? I, I think he's a perfectly good one. And, you know, look, he's, I would say this year, it's, it's the same as everywhere. It's a little up and down. Yeah. You'd like to, you know, for every seven inning, seven strikeup performance, you get one of those five and two thirds and he strikes out three guys. And it's just, you know, that's what it is. But I, I think at home, I think that's a good spot for him. And, you know, the Seattle Mariners, we talked about it, Chris, not too long ago. They really come back down to earth and starting to look a little bit more like we thought they would. Yo, for sure. Absolutely. I agree. And I like Tanaka as well. And I don't like Marco Gonzalez. And he's, no. a, he's a big contact guy. He doesn't strike a lot of people out. So, I mean, he's near the top in terms of a contact rate. So, the Yankees, they had their way on Monday. They should be able to continue to have some success here. And for Tanaka, I mean, yeah, he's, he's fine, man. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. His strikeout rate is still there. I mean, he gives up the odd home run here and there, but if you're going to slow this, throw the split finger as much as you do, I mean, that's going to happen here and there. But, yeah, I think for tonight, like yesterday was just – there's so many studs on the board where tonight right. it's, it's not really the case, and, and you'll, you'll hear that as we go through some of the pitching matchups. So I think Tanaka is one of the stronger options. Yeah, he's one of the cheaper ones, too, in terms of those higher-tier guys, too, you could still yeah. get behind. Also, I want to point out that lineup, too, Miguel Andohar, who just came back. We know everybody was always slow – to catch up in terms of salary, he's 3.9 hitting in the middle of that order. He's got a couple hits Make since he's been back. And uh, I think that's guy who's going to hit that middle of the order for the foreseeable future until you yeah. get Stanton and those guys back. And uh, 3.2 on the FanDuel side, so a pretty good value there as well good call. on both sites. Uh, let's move on here. Hector Velasquez, you know, boy, these Red Sox really know how to throw out these guys. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know – I, mean, I know prices hurt now. Like that happened after we recorded that yeah. show. I didn't even see it. Yeah, until... price price went out, and then uh, you had the. Uh, uh, I just said his name. It was Ivaldi who just went out uh, not That's that right. long ago too. So I mean, all of a sudden now this is a team that really uh, is hurting for pitching, and they're throwing everything. Out. Now, luckily, it's coming at a time where they're going against Baltimore right. and David Hess. And you know, I mean, look, I'm gonna keep trying to roll with these guys. I mean, they're they're kind of like the Chris Sale theory. It's just too good that they're not going to figure it out and get on a run. And Chavis has been great, and and that's terrific. But at the same time, still love the ballpark. I'll keep doubling down on this series, and I will still have heavy investment in this one. And, uh, and look, I mean, maybe should we be paying more attention to the Orioles side in this too? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I, it's hard for me to get too excited about – I mean, Dwight Smith Jr. has actually been pretty good this yes. season. I mean, flirting with a 300 average. He's got a combined 10 – All the shares runs. on my teams, all the shares. Yeah, I mean, good for you because – Well, I mean, he's hitting for average. And I don't know if he's going to finish the season with 300, but I don't think it's going to be awful. I think he could actually hit 280 this year. And like I said, he's got some speed and some pop in his bat. So it's, it's not bad. And, and for Velasquez, I mean, he's not great. He's a contact guy. I'm going to like the over in this game. And if you went to the Red Sox yesterday, you picked them by two, like I suggested. We got burned. I mean, don't be afraid to go back there against David Hess an extreme fly ball pitcher. You're going to have to pay for all these bats. But, again, if you're playing on FanDuel, I mean, guys like Devers, uh, if Mitch Moreland gets in the lineup, Jackie Bradley Jr. has been, been awful this year. But you take that discount at 2-3, and you just assume that it's a good spot for – a big bump. Right. 
big bump night overnight too for JD and Mookie. Oh, who huge, are a couple hundred right? dollars cheaper, and all of a sudden they both jumped up here over five. Even Benatendi too. Benatendi. Yeah. So and, and look, you know, this is DFS baseball, so it's not like the NFL where you know you have everything right there and it's like that one game. You've got to realize it's like a series. You got to keep attacking and keep attacking, and it will work because. You know that there's a reason why these numbers support what it is, and there's a 70% failure rate built into the best players in baseball. And you have to understand, you can't just look at it just game to game, even exactly. though it's DFS. You have to look at it series to series. And I don't think that's emphasized enough. And I think this is a perfect example of. I know it's got a little bit more expensive, but there are some pitchers on the board as we're starting to talk about that you could try to find a way to make things work. And we're gonna try to get some of those value guys as we always talk about too to kind of help you in your lineup. Let's talk about Adrian Sampson and Stephen Brault. Locking up there in Pittsburgh. Boy, oh boy, the big names just keep on coming today, Chris. I don't know how we're going to contain ourselves. What a duo. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get excited about either of these guys. I know Brault, I guess, has got 11 strikeouts in eight innings. But guess what? He's also allowed eight runs, 10 hits, and two homers. So Is that all? That's it. It's tough. <laughs> it's real tough to get excited about any of these pitchers. Like, you, you assume there's some value there at the price point, but it's not there. So, I mean, I'm looking at... I'm looking at some Texas bats. I know Mazzara is not a great option. You know, the lefty and even Odor is a lefty. So it's, it's tough to really, for Joe, for me to get a feel of, of this game. Like, there's probably going to be some runs, but Melky, Josh Bell, I mean, the park is not great. Uh, no, and Odor is cheap against the lefty. And I, I'll I mean. tell you what, the, the guy for me that sticks out in the, in the lineup is actually Estrubal Cabrera 3.3. He's a professional hitter, and I think those are the kind of guys that always take advantage of – uh, two things. They take advantage of lesser starting pitchers, especially the second time around when they see them. And then on top of that, that middle of the relief core. And I think that you'll see some of that in a guy like, uh, you know, it's the two vets in this lineup. It's Cabrera, yeah. it's Melky, and then it says Drupal. Yeah, I think right. so. I think in terms of return on investment, Gregory yeah. Polanco still just 2.8. That price is not caught up with the talent. The talent is going to shine. He's going to have a big breakout day. It's coming. It's just, you know, he's too good of a player hitting the middle of that order. So, Keep that in mind, too, 2.8. That's a steal. All right, Jose Burrios is 10.7 on FanDuel. uh, And on the DraftKings side, he's going to cost you plus uh, 10.4 as well. Uh, Taking on Aaron Sanchez. And, you know, we're talking about how bad the Blue Jays are. It's hard not to like Burrios in cash no tonight. It really, it's it's really difficult not to like him, Chris. Yeah, and, and he's going to be super chalky in tournaments, but I don't even care. Like I said, I mean, I just don't have any faith in this Jays lineup right now. They're striking out a ton, and Burrios has been. He's been, obviously we know the upside is there. So yeah, it's it's one of those plays that you just kind of plug in and forget about it, and you just make it work with the rest of your lineup. And you know, he can be your one pitcher in Fanduel. He can be your tournament pitcher. He can be your cash pitcher on DraftKings. It, it doesn't matter. And on the flip side, Aaron Sanchez. It's just not been good. He's just his command is awful. Five point six six walks per nine, four for his career. Just not a not a good. He hasn't really had one good start yet this season. And when he does have good outings, it's he keeps the ball on the ground. He doesn't rack up strikeouts. So we saw the Twins go into the Rogers Center Monday night, have a lot of success against a guy in Stroman who has been better this year. They're a patient team. They don't strike out a lot. They take their walks. They make a lot of contact. So I think that all together, like the Twins, right from Rios all the way down right through one through nine in their lineup. And yeah, I agree. Lead the I think, league in doubles. I think, I think I'm definitely looking hardcore at the Twins as well. I think that, that middle of the order too, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, uh, yeah. or even, you know, Rosario, Crone, you can even get involved that yeah. way too if you want take, to. Take the value on Crone and Gonzalez. And Marlon Gonzalez at 3.2, who we had last night too in the yeah. lineup as well. So, I mean, I, I think you just take that and run. Uh, I got Griffin Canning uh, with a second start here against Daniel Norris of the Detroit Tigers. 
Canning all the way jumped up to 8.5 already after that first outing. And he, and he showed some stuff there in that first one. I think he showed why, you know, they, they're high on him. And the problem is, I think that, you know, it's, yeah, they, they just need more, you know, like you need, oh, yeah. angels just need more to come quicker. And I think that's, <laughs> you know, oh, it, it is. And Joe yeah. Adele is going to be a, a, a very good player. I, I like him a lot from all the tape that I've seen on him, but you know, it's, it's the pitching, it's the pitching, it's the pitching. And that's the one thing this organization has been bereft of for quite some time. But uh, looking at this, you know, Trout's going to be priced obviously way out of control there. And the, the Tigers are not a lineup I like. So this is a hard pass for me this game. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel great. I was surprised it opened up at eight and a half and it jumped up to nine. I'm on the under here. I just, we, we've been talking all year about the angels struggling against lefties. Even I don't love Daniel Norris, but even still, there's no reason for me to think that they're going to hit that 4.8 team implied total. Canning's not a bad option. I mean, his first outing was great. You're right. And maybe it had something to do with playing the Blue Jays. We've been hard on the Blue Jays during this show, but this is another decent spot for him against Detroit. So I don't mind him as, as a second pitcher, as someone who could rack up some strike goods for you. Um, but know with these young pitchers, walks are going to be an issue. And he was, he was a little sporadic with, with some of his fastballs. He was going real high in the zone, but uh, I, I don't mind him today in, in some spots. As, again, a second pitcher in tournaments. All right, Taylor Clark's going to make his debut for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, Clark is obviously just 6.9 over here on the DraftKings side. Uh, on FanDuel, too, he's probably going to be super cheap. I'll bring up his price in a second. But, you know, this is a guy, you look at the numbers in AAA, and you go, Ugh, but it's PCL. And he's yeah. had some other moments in AA where he was a pretty good pitcher. Uh, Taylor Clark's the kind of guy, he's 5.8 on FanDuel today, that I look at and I go, if this guy threw down a good start, it would not shock me whatsoever because sometimes for these guys to get out of PCL and go to the major leagues, it's like a gift. <laughs> you know? Adrenaline rush. They're fired yeah. up to get out of there. Yeah. Now the problem is that, you know, the Rays have been good. So I don't know if this is the spot I'd like to take it. Like if he was, if he was facing a, a struggling lineup or a lineup that really hasn't, you know, been rolling or anything like that, I can understand it. I kind of have pause here. Like I said, it's not going to shock me if Clark not only has a good start, but actually, probably holds this spot for a decent amount of time now that I think it was godly got bumped out of the rotation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's in the bullpen. Yeah. And I would agree with you actually. I think this is somebody to monitor. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, it kind of goes in that Giolito thing. It's like, keep an eye on yeah. these guys. There's going to yeah. be some opportunities here as, as may starts to unfold with some of these newer names that are back in or, you know, Giolito's not a new name, but a name that's like now into the pile a little bit that you can actually consider a little bit, especially with Carlos Rodon looks like he's going to be having Tommy John. So that's, that's a, that's a bummer. I mean, yes. the guy's finally putting it together and just can't stay healthy. But Clark's another one of these guys. Forget the PCL numbers, throw them out. Some of the other minor league numbers are pretty good. Don't be shocked if he doesn't have a little run here. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And, yeah, it's just so tough to to want to roll him out against Tampa. But that's it's someone we're going to keep an eye on going forward for sure. Now, Strasburg's 11.3 taking on the Brewers in Milwaukee against Freddie shocked. Peralta. Shocked. I'm a little shocked too. Now, I think what they're doing is they're basically – they're showing you little respect for everybody not named Christian Yelich pretty much in this lineup. Yeah. And I can understand why at this point they've hit a little bit of a wall uh, and you know, they're not playing the Cardinals right now, (laughs) but when you look at the rest of this slate and you have guys like Caleb Smith on it, still you have Nola on it. We're going to get to McHugh and even Noah Syndergaard at 10.4. I think it's difficult to to justify Strasburg at 11.3 and he's my trap for the day, man. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. I was really surprised to see this. I don't even know if Scherzer was was this much. And Scherzer, I mean, still going right now, but through six, 10K, six hits, having a really good outing against Milwaukee. I mean, it's not impossible to go into Milwaukee and, you know, rack up a couple strikeouts and be okay. But 
Strasburg just hasn't shown me that much. Yeah. And it's the FanDuel's – yeah. you know, let me – and the one pitcher, and this is why I'm harping on it, because on the FanDuel side, he's super expensive. Now, on the DraftKings side, he's 10.6. Just for comparison, Caleb Smith is 9.5, Nola's 9.2, and uh, Syndergaard's 10.1. So, you know, a little bit closer there between him and Strasburg, but still it's just kind of – I don't know, I just – I'm not buying $500 and go with uh, Thor later on. Yes, for sure. I mean, yeah, Barrios, Thor, those are my two guys that I want to, that I want to spend up on for, for me. I just, I, it's, it's just really dangerous. We talked about this yesterday going into Milwaukee is it's not a great pitcher's park and ask Freddie Peralta about Milwaukee and and he'll tell you, it's not good. I mean, seven home runs he's allowed this year. And I'm not saying Strasburg's a bad selection. I'm just saying, it's it's the cost thing. Now, it's a little bit more justifiable on the DraftKings side. On the FanDuel side, I think it's a giant trap tonight. I really yeah. do. I think it's going to be very difficult to get to get him in there, especially it's just not necessary. And this yeah. is kind of like we talked about Tanaka early on. Well, he's only in that same, that 9K range. And Nola's another one of these guys, too, taking on the Cardinals. Now, if anybody needs a run, it's the Phillies, man. Another oh my goodness. bad offensive night for this team. I can't recommend any of these guys yet. Uh, and I'm I just, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm, I am completely on the, you show me first now, because sometimes we're ahead of the game and we like knock on the door and we've done that a lot so far in the show in the first six weeks of the program where we're ahead of the game with the reds we're ahead of the game with certain teams. I ain't there with the Phillies, Chris, they need to show me. Cause right now this looks like that quintessential put a bunch of pieces together and it turns out it just doesn't work or it doesn't gel right away as quickly as you hope. Yeah, and the prices are just too crazy. I mean, they're just it's too expensive. Like Hoskins I love, but I'm not spending five four on him. I mean, I was all over Nicholas, uh just a guy who had the highest contact rate in baseball. And what does he do so far? I mean, his first five innings, he only allowed one hit, and he's got four strikeouts. I mean, he's pitching a gem against the East Philly squad. And by the way, the Phillies keep mashing home runs to Young uh, with a two-run shot. So as we keep talking here, they'll have about Cards. five home runs. Look at that. Cardinals. So look at that. So our They're finally going now. He's looking pretty good. There yeah. you go. They're finally going. See the young Carpenter. There we go. Everybody's opening up a can of whoop ass on Velasquez and the Phillies. That's what we said. Yeah, so we're, we're doing all right. We made up for that. Uh, the, <laughs> a couple of the pitchers for sure. The Phillies, are, the Phillies are a complete fade. I agree with you. And I start to think about the Cardinals against good pitchers and in, in tournament lineups because I wonder if they'll just look at Nola and, and they see the type of pitcher that he is, even though he's had some struggles this year. And I say, you know what? The Cardinals have the potential to do what they're doing tonight. I know it's Velasquez. It's not the same type of pitcher they're going up against, but they just have a lot of pop in their lineup. Like I just like their lineup a lot. I think it's underrated. Even if you go down to the five spot and Jose Martinez, Yadier Molina is a guy who gets on base, gets no, no respect in the fantasy community. I just feel like he's basically a free square time in and time out at the catcher position. You don't want to spend up. I don't blame you. Punt with Yadier Molina. This is basically a 300 hitter. So That's right. uh, Responsible I, I would think about them in, in tournament lineups. It's not my favorite stack, obviously, but if you want to be a little bit different. Yeah. And the only guy hitting for the Phillies is Michael Franco, who, you know, That's he's, right. getting, he's, he's getting, getting the hit. Move him he's up. hit every day, but, you know, it's, he, he needs more help. <laughs> you know, yeah, he he needs more help from the rest of it. All right, Caleb Smith has been absolutely dominant this year. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Taking on John Lester and the Cubs, it's in Chicago. Uh, look, I'll, I'll take the Smith side of this one. Uh, sometimes in those ones that are a little close, I know Rizzo's been hot. I know Bryant's been coming back, and that's great and all. But Smith has earned my respect. I mean, I can't believe I'm here talking about the Marlins on the road in Chicago against the Cubs lineup. But I think that it's going to be enough. To, it's going to put a little shade on the Smith ownership, and I like that. 
man, he's went up against some really good teams this year, Joe. That's what I mean. Like, he just keeps doing it. So, I'm like, he, yeah. at this point, I'm saying, here you go, kid. Here's the keys to the car. You go get it. Yeah. I, it, you know, I'll be obviously watching this start closely. He's a fly ball pitcher, but he's going in, you know, on the road. That's going to help him out a lot at home. But, you know, right now, it looks like the wind is blowing in 14 miles an hour. That's going to help you as well. But, yeah, he's up against the Mets. Only give up two runs, 8K. In Atlanta, two runs, 7K. Then Phillies, no runs, 6K. Washington, no one run, AK, and then he followed up again. Phillies, another performance with AK in his last outing. He had AK, so he's got 45 strikeouts in 36 innings, and he's doing he's really impressive. Yeah, he's got my attention, that's for sure. All right, now going back to the theory about you know, you're attacking a series, even if the Kansas City Royals, you know, threw a little bit of a wrench into the Garrett Cole plan on the previous night, we're gonna go right back to the Colin McHugh, who's 8.2. I mean, I'm just going right back there. McHugh's been another one of these guys, been awesome. It's at home. I'll take my shot against Danny Duffy with him. I'll take all the, you know, all the Jose Altuve shares I can possibly get and squeeze in there because the guy just absolutely murders left-handed pitching. So for me, that's, that's the pairing I want. I want to get involved with McHugh and Altuve. And if you get another guy in this grouping and somehow afford it, the problem is everybody's super expensive with Houston. But uh, I'm not letting this one shake me from the series. I'm still going to attack the Royals uh, in the next two games with the Houston Astros and McHugh is the perfect guy to bounce back with. Yeah, I would agree. And then, you know, the Astros are starting to heat up as, as we're recording as well. So it might not be – I know Greer Cole didn't have the outing that we want, but the bats are the bats are still hot and still alive. I mean, the first pitch of the game against Jake Junis, well, the first pitch he had, or first batter, rather, was George Springer took him deep. Carlos Correa as well went deep. So he's the one value if you're playing on Fandle. He's the one guy out of the first five in that lineup that checks in on under 4K. And still Jose Altuve at $4,000. Not sure. I totally understand that. And if you want to go cheap again, you don't, you're not feeling uh, Yadier Molina. Robinson Chirinos is, is having a decent season as well. So he's 3K. And I'm going to continue to ride out the Astros. And McHugh's a good option. Okay, now you got Bumgarner at 7.6 going into Colorado against Senzatel at 6.5. What are you going to do here? Uh, you know, I was going to ask you this. How do you feel about going on the, for, on, the, <laughs> on the San Francisco side here? Yeah, I mean, I don't like Sensatella. I think right, there's an opportunity. I'm like, Anytime I don't like a team goes into course, it doesn't matter who the team is. Well, you see, that's the prices. See, that's exactly what yeah. I'm getting at, too. It's like Brandon Belt at 4-4. Uh, you know, I know Duggar's been dropped down the lineup, so I don't, you know, he had some moments there. But, I mean, I, I kind of look at it, Chris, and I'm like, you know, I feel like everything's going to, you know, be on the other side of this game, but I'd rather get a little piece of, and that the ownership will be low and again, deservedly so, but I think there's opportunity here with the San Francisco Giants in Colorado. Yeah, I think there's a great opportunity as well. And for Sensatella, an 84% contact rate now and an 83% contact rate for his career. So, yeah, the Giants aren't great and they haven't been getting on base or scoring a lot of runs. But, I mean, they had a pretty good series against the Reds where they were dominant and they scored some runs in a great ballpark. So, I mean, this is a matchup where they could at least make some contact against Sensatella. So, yeah, sign me up for maybe a low ownership with some of these Giants bats because every time well, they okay. a team comes in, they're usually 5K no matter who they are. Well, and, and looking and looking at like on the FanDuel side too, it's, I think it's easier. It's easier to do on the FanDuel side of things than it is on the DraftKings side. I'll say right now because they just they, there's is enough of a ratio discount there. But you know Gerber's two point five in this lineup. Posey's three point four. Belt's three point five. Brandon Crawford, uh, Crawford's three. Pilar's three point one. Uh, Dugar's three point three. So you got yeah. a bunch of guys here in the low th- mid to low threes that you could take a shot on. I mean, it's, it's a tournament play. Don't get me wrong. Right. You, you could definitely take a shot on it and try to pay up a little bit for a better pitcher. Obviously, on the other side, you're going to pay through the nose 
for the most part for the other guys too. And you know, that's what you expect. Uh, Ian Desmond's still the one that's the cheapest of that. And Garrett Hampson, if he should play too, he'll probably be in the, in the high twos and the mid twos somewhere in that range if he's in the lineup. So keep an eye on that one too. If you want to get a little piece of the other side of this game on the cheap, Tyler Mall takes on Mike fires in this one. So the reds heating up and then they go to Oakland and Mike fires is a guy that likes to throw batting practice. So, <laughs> so Yasiel Puig, how about him at 2.7 on the FanDuel side, my friend? Ooh, oh, oh baby. how is that? How is that still happening? 3.2 for Jesse Winker, uh, 2.7 for Puig. Nick Senzel's at 3.7, and Nick Senzel is basically having the start to the season of his call-up that everybody's waiting for Vlad Guerrero to have. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, another two home runs from him. I think he's got Just three so far. Yeah, and he's not a huge home run guy. But he's off to a really good start. He hit in the leadoff spot. I don't believe he will, you know, against fires. But, yeah, this is a lineup that you and I like. We like the Reds. We've been talking about them a lot. We feel like, you know, the slow start has dropped their price a little bit. Obviously, you know, a better situation when they're at home. But this is still a good spot for them, even in Oakland against Mike Fires. You're right. I mean, he just gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of home runs. So Suarez is 3-7. He stands out on Fanduel. You mentioned Puig at 2-7. I mean, that's just a free square. That's just a shot that you need to take. And it allows you to spend up on some of these other pitchers. And even right. over on DraftKings, I mean, 3-9 is, is not a crazy hefty price. And Joey Votto is going to be able to make contact against Fires as well. He's 3-5 on DK. Yeah, and look, that's another guy too. I think it's just time. You know, I know last year was bad and everybody's out on it, but I, he'll he'll figure it out. He's going to be better than he's been. Whether or not he ever becomes Joey Votto again, I don't know, but I think there's a better version of Joey Votto still left in him this year. But when a guy like Plea at that price, you're talking power, you're talking speed, you're talking opportunity, everything you want. I mean, just lock it in. He's a must. Noah Syndergaard, 10.1 on DK, taking on Cal Quantrill at 5.7. Now, this one I like a lot. Noah Syndergaard, I feel like, is starting to, to feel it a little bit starting to go in the in the better direction. I think this is a really good opportunity here against San Diego for him to go and get some. So uh, how are you feeling about Noah and Thor yeah. on the mound tonight? Love it, buddy. I, I really do. Against the Padres, this yep. is a great spot. Kind of feel, you know, pretty strong about Noah. And it's Rios or it's Noah. And I'm honestly going to have most of my exposure to those two pitchers. I may drop down to, um, you know, Tanaka or Smith. Uh, but for the most part, it's going to be those two guys. It's just a great opportunity Coming for off me. Coming a shutout, baby. Coming off a shutout. Got rid of the line. man bun. That was the difference. He got yeah. rid of the man bun, Chris. All of a sudden, he's hitting home runs and throwing shutouts. That's what it is. You can't, you can't be dominate, and you can't be intimidating with a man bun. I no, don't care how big you are, strong you are. You have the man bun. You're a joke. Well, I'm pretty sure Eminem had that song against MGK with the man bun. Um, that's exactly what it is. You can't take him seriously with, oh. uh, with the man bun. And you know the Padres are striking out the most in baseball. Yeah. So not only did he get rid of the man bun, he's pitching at Petco. It's a good spot. There's, there's a lot of strikeouts in that. Well, you got two chalky guys. You got Syndergaard uh, and Barrios, both kind of in the same price. So yeah. I prefer Syndergaard just slightly above. Again, me National too. League, that's why. For I do me. too. Would you, like, here's a question for you. Would you want to separate these slates and get a cash games involved in the earlies and then cash games involved in the evening with no Syndergaard and kind of play both ends there a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. I think, and then, I think this is the kind of night where you could do that. And, and you know and how you can do well. that is you spend up for Syndergaard and you get some Reds and you get some Giants in your lineup. I mean, Reds and Giants, baby. You can afford to do that. It's an easy It's an easy situation. All right, one more left. You got Max Freed taking on Hyunjin Ryu at 9.8. Freed at 8.8 in this one. Now, Ryu is a pitcher I love, but again, because of the pricing and some of the other guys, 
I don't love it tonight. And I think that's a little expensive and I have a little bit too much respect for Atlanta as a team right now. Uh, so anything else here in this game that you're excited about, you want to get behind? Uh, not really. I like both pitchers, but I can't get behind either of them, you know, to start them. It's can't get behind the offense as much either. Cause I like both these pitchers too. I'm I know that's the thing. I, I feel like it's both these, both these teams have guys who can hit lefties, but I got to give a little bit of respect to Rio and for Freed. Who's been, he's been pretty good. Rio has been terrific. I yeah, mean, you look at the, the he doesn't walk around. anybody. It's just, it's unbelievable. I'll tell you what, if you, uh, you know, it 9.6 there. I'm trying to look and see if you could squeeze it in there. That's where it gets a little tougher. 9.6 on the FanDuel side. On the DraftKings side, to have him pitch for you, it's going to cost you what? What's his price over here? It's 9.8. Yeah. So, really, it's like you've really got to go low rung on the offense or you've got to find that other pitcher in that seven range. I mean, Ryu and McHugh, you can kind of put together as a pairing in tournaments on DraftKings. I think you could do pretty well with that pairing and still – have enough budget left over for some offense. Is there another guy you think you can put a pairing together for a tournament pitcher and make it work? Um, like with the, some of the top guys, like Syndergaard? No, no, I don't think you can do it with Syndergaard. Can't do it with Syndergaard. Oh, you, you mentioned like, oh, with like Rio and, and – Yeah, Rio and someone. Like if you want to try so to – Yeah, I'm just going to – I'm just – Unless me, you want to go a bum garner and tempt fate, which you could do. You could, it's you know 7.6. I don't know. I don't think that's crazy because we've seen some guys go into Colorado this year and have decent starts, and if you're throwing it – as a tournament play and you're already in on the offense, you might as well go in on Bumgarner too. Yeah. I mean, he's done it as recently as last year when last year was one of his worst seasons altogether. And he, he went into cores and, 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 you know, had success in team that hits lefty. So I think the one pitcher, honestly, I would go is, is Griffin Canning. If I'm looking for, for somebody cheap, I think that's a good one. Some too. Upside against, it's just the fact that it's up against the Tigers and they're striking out the second most in baseball. You can, I think, I think, in, I think in, yeah, Can, it's funny though, but Canning is $300 more than McHugh. I'll take McKee. Oh, yeah, and at that point. That's, that's crazy. That's madness. That's madness yeah, in the pricing. Yeah, you're right. I I'll, mean, at that. I'll, I'll roll with Colin McHugh in the strikeout rate that he's been putting up this year for sure. So yeah, there you go. That's a, there's a lot. This is a fun slate tonight to play. It's a very fun slate. There's a lot of options, a lot of ways you can attack it. I'm telling you right now, I think you go heavy cash games. You separate. You get some Barrios on the front end of the earlier games. And on the later end, you get some Cindergard. You play some cash games there. We talked about tournaments and some pairings with McHugh and Bumgarner, uh, or even maybe you get a Ryu and McHugh and you have enough. We talked about some of the opportunities for offense, including the Giants in Colorado, the other end of that one, because Senzatella just ain't very good. We're talking about the Reds, who are still pretty cheap there, Winker, uh, Puig, and also Senzel. Hasn't gotten, I'm curious, has FanDuel caught up with Senzel yet? That's always the question, right? Because FanDuel's always a slower on the take for these things. So Senzel he is, is going to be 3.7. Yeah, I so mean, it's caught up a little bit. It, I mean, it's the same price as Suarez, which is crazy to think about. Because, <laughs> oh, and you consider where Suarez yeah, has been this year. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, that's where the home run calls may come from. I know it's in Oakland, but, um, you know, it's a good opportunity there for some power. Uh, I'll go over and just continue to pick on Freddie Peralta. If, if Anthony Rendon finds a way to get in the lineup with a week off at 3-9 on Fandle, I think, you know, he's a must play. But um, I think the home run may come from that game. So Rendon will probably be my call. All right, anything else here from the betting lines to take a look at that you got your uh, money where your mouth is? 
Yeah, well, I, I like Minnesota on the road. They were good to us Monday night, so I think yes. you you hammer the you hammer the Twins minus one forty. I mean, that's going to jump up uh, uh, probably close to one sixty, one sixty five by the Agreed. time first pitch comes. I like the under in Detroit and LA. That's at nine. I like. I'm going to take a shot with the Reds on the road um, and their road dogs, and then I like the under in LA and Atlanta, and wrap it up with with Syndergaard and the Mets. I think you take the Mets on the road. I think they Syndergaard will do enough, and uh, their offense should get behind them against Cal. There you go. I guess Cal. So I guess there's only one question left is uh, we got to call our shot. So you calling your shot tonight? Who's it going to be with? Where are you going? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go to Rendon. I think he's going to get back. All reports seem that he's going to get back into the lineup. I know it may be a little bit risky, but Freddie Peralta I like has it. come back been, strong. Yeah, Peralta, guys, he's been bad. I mean, he, he enters an 80% contact rate. He's allowed seven home runs and 20 earned runs in 21 innings already this season. Give me Altuve against Danny Duffy. Lock it up. Woo. Yeah, the little man, the little giant who's got nine on the year already. So uh, b- uh, before we let you go here, are you wearing the bow tie or the regular tie? What's the deal on the tie situation for the wedding? It is a regular tie. Good. I know my buddy was uh, back and forth with the bow tie. He asked me for my advice. I went regular tie. The regular tie, I think, is classier. Now. I mean, the, the bow tie, like, I don't know. Everybody looks goofy, I feel like. Yeah, it's you a little know. goofy. You got a vest too or no? We do. We are rocking a vest. You're rocking yeah. the vest and the regular tie. All right, there you go. Excellent, excellent. Indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Good. Indoor. I mean, it snowed it's last weekend in Calgary. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice June wedding in Canada. Yeah, it's a oh, yeah, yeah. Bring your winter jacket and your toque. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. You can follow Chris Meany uh, this week and every week over on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany. You can follow me at JoePZipia17. And the Line Star app over at, well, Line Star app on Twitter. And of course, make sure you're downloading and using it and subscribing to the podcast. Chris will be back next week, but we'll be back with plenty of guests Tim Heaney, Dan Strafford, some of the great minds in DFS baseball are going to join us and chat a little bit and help you win some cash. Chris, have a great time. And there's only one thing left to do now, and that is step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.